Welcome to another chapter podcast with your hosts, Claire and Rebecca. Do you love books? Well, you've come to the right place. Join us as we discuss all things books. And so on to part two of chapter five of another chapter. If you haven't already listened to part one, we would advise that you go back now and listen because some of what's going on here may not make sense otherwise. Enjoy. So a book then that you wish you could wipe from your memory and start again. Oh, like the amount of books that must be that way for so many people. And I would love, actually, this is one we should ask on our stories what would mm. people on Instagram yeah. <laughs> love to reread for the first time uh, but for me it is The Remains of the Day uh, by Kazuo Ishiguro and I've read this as part of a buddy read with Aoife Little Cast Reads it was a reread for her and it was my first time reading it I'm aware of the story it has been on the Leaving Her course previously um I'm not sure why I hadn't read it before now because it's not a new book. But my God, this book, this was the other book up there with Project Hail Mary where I have wavered and gone between which would be my top read of the year. Um, and the reason I would say Project Hail Mary is because, as I said earlier, I keep smiling when I read that book. But this book, The Remains of the Day, by God, that book has stuck with me. It's one of these books where not a lot happens as such, but... Mm-hmm. there is just just the emotional impact of it now it is a book where and this came up in the body read some people were reading it and were like no this is boring I have no connection with this character and I could see that I could absolutely see why Um, it's about yeah. um, Stevens a butler kind of one of the last of his kind we'll say from like the big houses in England who is kind of nearing the end of his career and he decides to take a day trip or take a trip um, out to see an old colleague of his. And as he's on this trip out in the car, kind of driving around the English countryside, he is reminiscing about his past and about his life working in servitude in England. And I I don't want to say any more. Like, again, like it's not like there's some big massive twist or anything in it, but just kind of following along on his his journey through his life, through his memories and realising the conclusions he's coming to before he comes to them himself. It's kind of like, it was like a punch in the gut and you just feel a bit wrung out after it kind of emotionally. So that is one that adored. I absolutely adored that book this year. And I've seen that author's name come up time and time again, but I've never actually read anything by them. So, yeah, I, I they, kinda... what's on the Leaving Star course at the moment? Um, oh, what is it? Never let me go. Yes. Yeah. About the boarding school, Hailsham. Yeah, that's them as well. Okay. Yeah. No, I I've never read any of them. Um. Yeah. And every time I see them, I just I have this impression in my head that they're difficult to read. 
And I don't know if I'm right or no, wrong in saying that. Not, they're not, actually. Um, one of the people in the body read, Suzanne, um, described the writing in the remains of the day as Guru, And it sums it up perfectly. It's just, in this book anyway, it's just this beautiful, kind of flawless writing that describes and describes the emotion of it so perfectly without like hammering you over the head. Mm. Um, it's yeah, very well done. Very well done. What would be your book from this year? I think my book would be lessons in chemistry. I just really, Great really book. loved yeah. that book. Um, yeah, fantastic. I listened to it on audio. The narration was, fab the storyline was excellent i just really loved elizabeth that character um and just the fact that she had so much determination to do what needed to be done she had such a scientific brain and the just the way that society wanted to mold her into this woman box this is the box that you fit in this is the way you should behave these are the things you should say this is what you should do and anything outside of that is frowned upon and she just had such disregard for the whole lot of it (laughs) and I was like (laughs) and yeah yeah, I just really really loved it and yeah as an audiobook it was brilliant I gave a gift of that book to a friend of mine over Christmas and I just hope that you know when you give someone a gift of a book I think you just hope that they love it as much as what you did and even in my 12 favorite books of the year where you pick a book from every month that one was the one that I was like oh I I kept going back to that one I was like that one was brilliant so yeah that was that was great um and I I really enjoyed it and I'd love to go back and start from scratch now my memory as i've said multiple times it's so bad that i possibly could pick it up and go oh what's happening here but it's just it's a great one uh, <laughs> um, it's a good thing a, a good thing is. in a way i suppose yeah. even though that would mean you could end up reading the same like 12 oh, books on repeat yeah. and yeah um, it's I just I tend to like as soon as I put a book down and I've kind of like processed what's gone on in it it's like a compartmentalize and I'm like right that's done and then I can't I, I don't even think about it again really except to go that's a fantastic yeah. book and then someone will ask you why and you're like mm, I don't know I just because remember it is. being brilliant <laughs> yeah that's it um, our next one then is a book you couldn't put down and I have cheated and I have two for this one again. They're both Irish authors. They're both brilliant women. Uh, the first one is Andrea Mara, All Her Fault. It was my first Mara book and I just inhaled it. I, yeah, I, I spoke about it earlier. I just think that you cannot fault this book. Um, it was brilliant. And then the other one that I've put down here for this one is Where I End by Sophie White. I know that we had a chat with Sinead in chapter two and she also mentioned this book. I couldn't put them down for very different reasons. Um, I think I found where I end so shocking in the way that it was written and the, the descriptions in it. Um, it was kind of like a car crash read in the sense that you yeah. couldn't help but keep reading because it was just so bizarre. Um, and then all her fault was just so compelling because I I had to get to the end and figure out who did this and who who 
Was so, this all her fault? Yes. Trying to put the pieces together, I suppose. They, they were two for me. And I think it's great even making out this list of books. The amount of female Irish authors that stood out for me is, I just think, phenomenal. Yeah. Irish writing has had a great year. And a book that you couldn't put down or did you pick one for that? Um, I... I did and I didn't I tried to think like I went back through all of my list of the 700 million books I read this year and was like which ones could I not <laughs> could I not put down and I realized that the two that I read the quickest like within 24 hours of picking them up they were finished were both by Colleen oh. Hoover okay like I am one of the people who clearly bought two of her books to put her into four of the top 10 spots in Ireland this year. Um, I totally bought into the hype. Oh, yeah. One of them was yeah. a buddy read. I also have two yeah. of her books. One of them yeah. was a buddy read. Um, it Ends With Us, which I think was the number one spot in Ireland. I think that was my first that buddy was us, read, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were in that as well. Um, and yeah. like read it yeah. within 24 hours, but in the sense of I needed to know what happened kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my two my two were two Colleen Hoover books. So you know, yeah. yeah. Um. So an underrated book then from this year. Um, I suppose underrated, kind of to me meant one that I didn't really hear anything about that I really enjoyed, but that I don't see other people talking about it. And for me, it was one called Galaxy and the Ground Within by Becky Chambers. Now, this was actually the was it the third or the fourth in a series by her called the Wayfarers series. And it is sci-fi. Again, this is another series that I really surprised myself with that I enjoyed so much as in loved, absolutely loved. But it's set in space and each book centers on a different person or a different creature within space um and while i don't remember exact details of this one because you kind of have crossover characters in them Mm -hmm. and similar situations but like we'll say it's the kind of thing where the first one is about a particular character so it was a human who was going working in space um it was like someone else that was a minor character in her story ends up being the major character in the next one you know yeah um they're really hard to describe without reading them um but that series in general the wayfarers series is absolutely fantastic the way that becky chambers writes connections between characters is absolutely amazing absolutely amazing um emotional connection kind of love just the feelings just everything like you'd be on the edge of your seat worrying about like the 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 bad things that are happening while also being really invested in the relationships in it while also for the a lot of the first book not having a clue what's going on because she has created this whole world obviously that is is not within our realm of knowledge um currently Mm. but she does an amazing job of it and then the recurring kind of things then through the rest of the series it you get quite familiar with it and there's there's a lovely comfort in recognizing different references and different things that are going on so that particular book i'm including because 
it's a series I don't see enough love for and I see very little reference to that book. Um, For me, it would be The Girl with the Loading Voice. Did you read that one? Yes, I did. Great book. Abby Derry, is it? Yeah. Yes. And I think as well, it's a book that I read that I really enjoyed that I didn't see an awful lot about. Um, Another Tired Mommy book club pick. Um, And it was one that I know I mentioned in that interview as well that I picked up going, don't know if this is going to be for me, but I really, really enjoyed it. And like outside of the book club and members posting their reviews and their opinions on it, I haven't seen much about that book at all. And it is such a great piece of work that it kind of shocks me that it's not... um, it's not as widely known as what it possibly should be. Okay. Yeah. So that's and like I'm sure I listened to that one and it's brilliantly done on audio. Because it is it is the pigeon English. Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of a yeah. colloquial language or yeah. something, isn't it? Um yeah. And I also listened to it on audio and it just it it read so well as an audio book and the narrator was fantastic. And just the emotion that was put into different situations and different characters, I thought was outstanding. Yeah. Um, our next category is a book that you'd gift to everyone. And these are two, again, that I've already spoken about, so I won't go into them in too much detail. But there's no such thing as bad weather would be my first one by Linda McGurk. And I know that we've had an awful lot of interest from listeners on that book and the Thousand Hours Outside Challenge as a result of that conversation. So that's a fantastic thing to hear. And again, the second book that I would gift to people would be Besborough just because of the topic and the importance of that as our um, our history and our culture, I suppose. You know, I'm not disregarding any male listeners that we might have, but um, as women, I think it's very important to, to hear these stories and to consider our own privilege, in a sense. Um, I'm an unmarried mother. I, I live with my, my partner and everything, but it just... In, it just when I was reading it, I put it down a couple of times and just went, God almighty, like, where would I be if if this had been, you know, however many years ago and not too many years ago to be on, you know, on unthought of, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it was scary, I think. Yeah. Um, what book would you give to everybody? I, I slightly cheated again with the series here. Uh, I'm mad yeah. for shoving <laughs> in as okay. many books you in here as possible. <laughs> I picked yeah, a few. Um, I would gift everyone the Bergman Brothers series. It is another romance series by Chloe Lee. I mentioned it at the end of the romance episode as a series that I loved. Um, centered around the Bergmans. So it's a Bergman brother series, but there is sisters in it as well. It just happens to be the first few books are about brothers. So each book is centered on a different family member, a different sibling and who they fall in love with. But what I love so much about this, as well as the fact they're just fantastic romance books, um, is that they cover so many different aspects in it. Um, like we'll say one of them is it the third or fourth one, which is about their sister. Freya is about a married couple um, who are... I wouldn't say fall out of love but that there is some kind of miscommunications and stuff there and um they're genuinely trying to to figure out how to get their marriage back on track which is not something that you come across in a romance book very mm. often you know and, and reading that as a married person was lovely um 
But another thing that Chloe Leese does brilliantly is her representation within her books. So okay. there are people with different disabilities, different illnesses, um, people with, we'll just say, varying beliefs from different backgrounds, um, different sexualities. Like, they're just fantastic. And it's all really natural. Like, you know, it's not one of these, like, we're including people in this for the sake of taking a visibility box or really hitting you over the head with the fact that this person is this way or whatever it is. Um, it's done really well and very naturally. And I love that. So the Bergman brothers slash sisters series, mm. I think would be very lovely nice. for people, especially if they they would like to read a bit more romance. Um, so best audiobook then is our next one. And because I listened to so much audio this year, it was really hard to narrow this down. But <laughs> what I ended up actually going with. Yeah, I know. Are two that I have already mentioned. So The Remains of the Day on audio is wonderful. Um, Dominic West narrates it. So Dominic West, oh, uh, who is currently playing, is a he yes i'm sure he was he's currently playing king charles on the crown i think um okay. but to me dominic west is jimmy mcnulty from the wire um so which is how many years old now but one of the best series i've ever watched and he narrates it and he does this amazing job i like i could have listened to that book 10 times over just because he does such a wonderful job of it and then project Hail mary is brilliant because the wit in it comes across, like the kind of droll sense of humour, mm. the quips, it all comes across brilliantly on audio. Um, so they are two that I would pick on audio. I feel like my TBR is growing to be an insurmountable. I know. <laughs> Let's I, I'm listening to yours going, I have that now on my shelf. I'm yeah. going to bump that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I don't know if we're doing ourselves any favours. <laughs> So yours, what would be your best audiobook? My best audiobook would probably be Daisy Jones and the Six. I don't yes. think I actually included that in my list of books that I'd read over the year and I don't know why. And I was kind of thinking oh. then, I was like, had I read that last year? But you had gifted it to me and we kind of reconnected yeah. last year. So, you know, my timing was obviously wrong. But yeah, yeah that one um, was really well done because it just sounded like a a documentary podcast about a music band it was just really really fun yeah in different ways yeah so that that would be one that i yeah i would recommend like there's a lot of great audiobooks out there i don't i think as a, a form of reading it can be very much underappreciated but it is an excellent way to get into reading and to yeah you know read more and I know that we've discussed this before but it deserves an awful lot more recognition than it yeah. tends to get by people reading is reading you know reading is reading exactly like yeah let's let's not be pedantic about it yeah I have very distinct memories of um when I was quite young I'm gonna say seven or eight and the only reason that I actually remember this is because I had my first set of braces in. I had braces quite young as a child, but my brother really wanted to read a certain book. And I sat down and recorded myself because he couldn't read at the time. 
I recorded myself uh-huh. reading the book for him so that he could listen to it when he wanted to. And I'm sure we found the tape like years oh later and just the massive <laughs> list with the retainers and stuff was hilarious. But it just, you know, it meant that he was able to access a book that he couldn't actually yeah, read. That's lovely. Um, the best Irish book was our next one. And I honestly could not choose because I think the the standard of Irish writing this year has been incredible. The standard of writing has been insane. It has been extremely difficult to even think about how to narrow down narrow it down as to what the best book by an Irish author has been. Because for me I've got books that are like the best fiction books, like ones that I could not put down where I end all her faults, there's Besbera, there's just too many for me to possibly choose one above the other, I think. And that's a great complaint too, though, makes sense. in fairness. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a great thing. Oh, and as well, I also read um, Strange Sally Diamond um, by Liz Nugent, who is also another phenomenal Irish author. Like, Irish women are killing it with their standard of writing at the moment. And it's it's great to see. Do you have a best Irish book? Um, I, I have a few that I would like to mention. Um, two we have yeah. mentioned already. So The Colony... I just mm-hmm. loved the kind of the story of it. Um, as in loved it in the sense that I was thinking about it for a long time afterwards. Hide and Seek by Andrew Mara, another one, excellent, absolutely excellent read. Um, and especially as you know, the mother of young kids, it's it can be quite hard yes. to read about kids going missing or whatever. Uh two that I then I really loved this year that I haven't mentioned previously. So Donald Ryan's Queen of Dirt Island. Um, I am a big Donald Ryan fan. I have read all of his books and they all kind of center, generally all center around kind of the same rural communities. Um, the way he writes people and writes kind of day to day rural life is fantastic. Mm. And I just loved that book. It was kind of a, an intergenerational look at different women within the one family um, and the other one then that I actually only finished maybe in the last few weeks is Sarah Bowne's new book and it's called Seven Steeples and it is about a couple who get together and basically move to the west of Ireland, a very remote area up on a hill where apparently if you climb the top of the hill you should be able to see seven different steeples from the top of the hill thus the name okay and it is about their day-to-day life it covers seven years in their life it is again very much a day-to-day life thing but the way Sarah Baum writes is stunning absolutely stunning the way she describes the small details of Irish life of rural life of people their actions their reactions is astonishing like i i did not read anything like this this year that's Um, amazing i haven't seen a lot about it online either i'm kind of surprised i haven't seen more but it it is a fabulous book so this is very much like a gentle read Mm -hmm. if that makes sense but i inhaled this yeah so definitely that's that's up there for me and our last kind of category then was a common favorite that we had when we looked back at our our yearly 
you know, our monthly favourites. And the one that both of us had was the love songs of W.B. Yes. Du Bois. Did we read that at the same time? No, we didn't. No, you'd did read we? it before me, I think. Were we in the same buddy read for that? No. It's kind of serious FOMO seeing all of you read that book. We we both love this. Like this book, it's a debut novel, which is absolutely astonishing mm. for a start. It, no, it was released in 2021, but it only kind of came, I suppose, on the books to see here, 2022. And there were a few different body reads, you know, yeah. I was in one at one stage, you were in one kind of shortly after. Um, and for a book that was 800 and something pages, it was incredibly readable. It was. I, yeah. I've never come across a book that is so readable for something that is so long. And everybody says it. Everybody that has read that is is continually amazed at how accessible the book is and how kind of the time flies reading it. Yes, and I think... I happily would have read another 800 pages of the narrative of that book. Obviously, yeah, yeah. It, it discusses yeah. some and explores some very difficult topics as well. Um, slavery in America is the, if you could bring it down to the most basic yeah. of terms, like that's where we start and just how people's lives evolve from yeah. there. And it just... It's a magical book. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's hard it's very hard to describe it, yeah. Like our main protagonist is is Ailey, um, Ailey Garfield, who is a young woman and she is heading off to you know, we, we kind of see her at various stages in her life and she's heading off to university and so on. But it goes back then, I think it's eight generations. So like it's an African-American family in the American South from the time before the Civil War and slavery, kind of before that, right through that civil rights movement up to the present with Ailey. Because there are so many, I suppose, family members in it and so many aspects to it. It could have been really confusing, but it wasn't, which was a testament to the writing of this. Yes. It was very hard to put down to... Um... Like there were times when I was reading it and like it was just a case of I just wanted to keep going, which is impossible with a book that size. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that I would be able to to have the discipline to read it or possibly to enjoy it because for me, if something feels like too much of a task, I, you know, I kind of shut, not shut down, but I'm a bit like, oh God, I don't know, can I do it? And I'm doubting myself. And then I, I kind of just back away or whatever. But this one, it it shocked me how much I loved it. Yeah. Um, and the characters in it were so incredible. Like for someone to concoct this family and this history and this, patchwork of generations and people and have characters that you genuinely fall so in love with as people and ones that you just want to like get oh my god you know there are people that you just would abhor she explored nearly every aspect of the human experience Yes, that's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, just I think that there was just so many characters and so many storylines and everything that she definitely tackled. Like if you think back to it without giving any spoilers or anything here now, like modern day issues were dealt with. Um like Ailey's fa- family 
I'm thinking of her sister in particular. Yeah. And then like if you think back to the the generations you know, pre-Civil War and stuff that you were mentioning, the things that they yeah. were all experiencing, like for someone to be able to accurately describe all of those situations and then all of the emotions that go with them, like it it yeah, it's mind blowing to think that someone has the capability of doing something like this. Like you could happily not write and, another and book after writing this one. And weave it all into one big story. Yeah, like that's yeah. Yeah. it's incredibly skilled. Um, it was a fantastic read. So yeah. I think that that sums up our favorite reads, mm-hmm. um, which are plenty. And hopefully, we have given you some suggestions, maybe for your. 2023 reads um so we did ask our followers on instagram what their favorite reads from 2023 were do you want to go through some of those claire because you did a gorgeous job of putting together some lovely some lovely charts about them which really appealed to my inner nerd my inner nerd what am i talking about my outer nerd yeah um, love a good spreadsheet i know i learned how to make a pie chart for this I'll have you know. I know I definitely did it at one <laughs> stage of my past, but it didn't stick with me. But yeah. Um, so the book that won, I'm going to say won, but it was just the one that was most mentioned um, for best fiction was The Stranding by Kate Sawyer. And I've seen that one um, pop up on my feed time and time again. And it's Fabulous been, book, yeah. Yeah, it's been um, on my shelf for ages and it's I just want to read it soon because of the amount of love that people have for that book and I don't know what it's about except that it has something to do with Wales yeah (laughs) as in like the animal not the country (laughs) Um, and that's all I know about it but (laughs) yeah it just it seems to be a very popular book by the looks of it Um, yeah 12.1% of participants voted for the stranding excellent which is great if we move on then to the best non-fiction book 48 percent of our participants voted for best Brown by dear divinity which i think i've spoken an awful lot about um already the next category that we asked people to to discuss or to to mention was their most surprising read of the year and just taking a quick look here, we've got Project Hail Mary, which is your baby. Yeah. Um, Where I End by Sophie White, which I would think is is mine. And then a joint one for the two of us was Mad Honey. There we go. So those yeah, three. And, we, and I didn't um, vote on this. I demoted you. Top of the pile. No, I didn't either, for the record. Yeah, we left this totally up yeah, to. So we, we did not skew these results <laughs> in any way. No. <laughs> Other than me constantly um, talking no. about Project Hail Mary to people. So. Uh, yeah, and then the last one that we asked people to to tell us was their, their author of the year. And we have got two joint in first place. Taylor Jenkins Reid, who you've mentioned already. And, yeah. you know, people just absolutely adore her. And one of my faves Andrea Mara, which I think is fantastic to see. Excellent. Andrea has a new book coming out in this year. I was going to say next year, but it's this year now. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I have um, asked for an advanced reading copy and I have yet to be approved for one. So I'm hoping 
that I get it. But then at the same time, I remember when Hide and Seek came out and I had read it as an advanced reading copy and I actually had serious FOMO looking at all of these people. Yeah. <laughs> reading it for the first time and going, oh yeah. God, I wish I was reading it for the first time again. So a part of me is going, yeah. ah, what have it? If I get it, I get it. And if I don't, uh, you know, it'll be great when I when I do get to pick it up. I'd, b- I'd better not tell you that I, I have it so clear, should I? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't, want to read don't, it. Don't dump me now. Yeah, I saw um, somebody earlier, Sarah, put up that she was... She said getting into bed with Andrea Mara, but not not actually Andrea Mara, but her book. And I was like, I'm just so yeah. jealous. Like, I just really want to read that book. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are our listeners' favourites of the year. They're also up on a post on our Instagram page if anybody is following us and wants to see the other books that were mentioned in those categories. We had a lot of people participate in that, for which, again, we are very grateful for because it makes my TBR pile an awful lot bigger than what I had hoped for but it's great to see so many <laughs> great books being recommended um, and it also like if anyone is following us and is looking to get back into reading that post actually would be quite handy to look at because these are all the books that people have absolutely loved so it might give you a nice starting point even just to to take a look at the titles give them a google if you need to and if they seem to be something that you might be interested in then pick them up excellent that's a great idea actually yeah nice little nice little use for our stats so just to finish off today's episode um i don't think there is any need for us to recommend books because we have basically recommended all of those um do you know what book i'll recommend actually go for it um i recommend project hail mary i i've never talked about it before so i better stick that one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who wrote that one now I've, I've never heard so of a little, it a little known book yeah yeah I forgot to mention it there earlier so um, it's where I wrote this book like oh but that's it um, I think when you're that passionate about anyway. a book you, you feel like yeah you know it's nearly one that you you know it's so personal to you um, that you nearly would think yeah it's definitely one of those ones that when I see people are reading excited? it, I, I get excited, but then I'm bracing myself for them to say they didn't enjoy it because I have to like mentally prepare myself for people not to love the book as much as I do, um, which is absolutely okay, you know? Yeah, and apart- that's, I, I'm going to say that that's why I haven't yeah. read it you yet. You don't want to let me down. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to let you down. That's okay. That's, that's okay. You're just minding me. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so just to end off today's episode instead, we are going to very quickly go through what our reading or bookish plans and hopes for 2023 are. So Claire, do you have any particular reading goal for next year or things that you want to change or do more of in terms of books? Um, Yeah, so on Storygraph, I've put that my reading goal is 60 books. Um, I'm not particularly pushed about whether I do or do not reach a reading goal I genuinely just want to keep enjoying reading um yeah because I think you can get lost in reading a book for the sake of it and not necessarily enjoying it yeah and that kind of that can put me off picking up the next book then after that um I would love to read all of the tired mommy book club picks I read six of them from last year so I would love to be able to say that I read every single one that was chosen in that year and as well as that then I've decided that I'm going to tackle the 
um, book club picks for the Thousand Hours Outside book club, which okay. is new this year. And they have a book every month, which is going to be all about you know, getting outdoors more, different activities that you can do. So I'm assuming they'll all be nonfiction works, okay. yeah. which also ties into a thought that I was having where I wanted to read one nonfiction book every month. Um, all of these are random thoughts. They might not come to fruition whatsoever. I'm sorry, it's, it's on the podcast now. Yeah, so they, if you say it, it has to happen. I'll be coming, it has to happen. I'll be coming back yeah. in 12 months going, Claire. <laughs> I'll do my best just for you. <laughs> yeah. But you, I think you'd like it because you were saying that you, you were interested in the Thousand Hours Outside yes, stuff no, as well. I'm, so if you want to read the books, I will be like tag along. Yeah. We, can, we can get an accountability thing going. Um, I know that one or two people have been in touch with me about those books and... Yeah, we could uh, keep each other going throughout the year. No bother. If you so No wish. bother. Um, yeah. For me, what for me, you? I think I set my target today for a story graph at 75 books. I, you know, I, I should read that amount. However, who knows what the year might bring. You know, things might go totally ways. And I mean, once I'm reading, it's, I'm going to echo your statement or sentiment that... I want to read for enjoyment. What was your final tally for 2022? I'll check that here now. I think it was 177. 177, I'd like to say. Like, that's mad. It was, it was. But yeah, I... And you've got such a good memory. You remember what you've read. I... I find that extremely admirable. I do to a certain degree. But then, like, I remember that. But then you asked me what I ate yesterday. And I'm like, food? I don't know. You know? Um... (laughs) So this is this is what I said like in the first chapter I can be very book smart but not very life smart like oh uh, yeah okay anyway so I definitely want to shop my stash more um Sharon Levy actually mentioned this the other day on her stories um I remember watching all like the beauty blogging videos on YouTube and the blog posts like years ago when it was kind of a bigger thing and shopping your stash was a big thing um where like at the start like on a Sunday evening you'd go through all your stuff all the makeup you had put together a little makeup bag for the week and that you would try and use that mm. more so to use up what you had um so i need i need to do that too to be honest but definitely for my books i'm going to shop my stash a lot more this year so um, i would love to do more in-person stuff this year as well um and i would love there to be more mm. cork based book stuff now maybe i need to start following like yes more We'll say like bookshops and stuff like their social media. Like I'd be more diligent with checking things like that because I know we'll say like Waterstones has events. We probably are missing out on bookish stuff that is happening because just because we aren't looking in the right place for the information. Mm-hmm. But I would love, I would love there to be more yeah. stuff in this neck of the woods. Actually, and that's something that we have discussed ourselves. We have a lovely Cork Bookstagram community. There's a lot of people in the south of the country that enjoy reading. Like we've got people that have joined our Cork Books to Crew group um, from a lot of southern counties, not necessarily just Cork. And yeah, there's an audience here for anybody that wants to organise bookish events down this end of the country. Yeah. We're all for Maybe it. Maybe we'll have to get on organising some ourselves. So are we going to give any sneak peek into what our plans are for the pod for 2023? Is there anything we can kind of say? Yeah. Um, we're after being approached to sign up for a reality TV show. And I'm just looking at you going, are we? <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know what sneak peeks we have to give. 
like, like, what's coming off? <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. We'll eventually camera ourselves. <laughs> Okay, so now that we have calmed down and yeah. I, my hopes are dashed that we are not actually doing a reality TV program, um, what what have we... <laughs> Living with Lucy. <laughs> my child. <laughs> my three-year-old, what? Um, what? What have we planned for 2023? Oh. So we obviously will be doing the monthly read-alongs and you know if you if you didn't hear if we will be doing yes. paper cup by karen campbell for january uh what else have we coming up we have some lovely interviews coming up and some with some well-known bookstagrammers and some well-known authors and booksellers as well which i'm very excited to delve into i can't wait to hear what it's like to be the person it must be like being Willy Wonka or something because you're just yeah. granting the wishes of people getting their books in for them and you know, yeah. Um, yeah, so we we have a good variety of bookish people kind of lined up to talk to. It's all very exciting. Anything else you want to say, Claire, before we before we finish up? Um, no, just I hope everybody has a fantastic new year and that you continue to stick with us if you've been enjoying the podcast thus far. Uh, we can't wait to share what's coming up for the rest of the year with you. And we've really been enjoying engaging with everybody on our Instagram page, which is another chapter podcast with full stops between all those words. And yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure so far. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of your reading journey in the year ahead. So shitty for this episode of another chapter thank you so much for listening to this edition of another chapter podcast don't forget to subscribe like and share to keep the book conversation going thank you to helen becerra for the graphics mark neville for the mixing and to each of our contributors music is make it work by all good folks don't forget to follow along on Instagram at another chapter podcast. We'll see you there.